All healthcare professionals participating in the podcast are paid consultants of Johnson & Johnson Surgical Vision Incorporated. Product indications and safety information will be available at the end of the episode. Hello, and welcome back to our final installment in a three-part series on meibomian gland dysfunction. In the first two episodes, we addressed the dominant role of the meibomian glands in maintaining a healthy tear film and the subsequent impact of untreated dry eye and refractive surgery. The second episode included a great discussion on the choices we as eye care providers have to make when it comes to treating meibomian gland dysfunction. And today, in our last installment, we will dive into the specifics of patient education and setting proper expectations. We have an excellent faculty with us today. First is Dr. Robert Bobby Sines and Dr. Gregory Parkhurst, both from Parkhurst New Vision in San Antonio, Texas. Welcome back, Dr. Sines and Dr. Parkhurst. Thank you, Dr. Waring. It's good to be back. Ditto. Thanks for having us back. And we also have with us Dr. Tal Raviv from the Eye Center of New York in New York City. Welcome, Dr. Raviv. Thank you, Dr. Waring. I'm happy to be here. We're starting out today discussing patient education, something that I feel very strongly about. Our practice takes a holistic approach to surgical vision correction and eye care over the patient's entire lifetime. Not only do we want to optimize the ocular surface because it impacts visual quality and function, but also because it impacts the accuracy and outcomes of any surgical procedures. The first thing we do is take each patient on a digital tour of their eye. We explain that their eye is like a camera and it has two lenses. They have a film that captures the image, but they also have lids that protect the lenses. And we start with an advanced lid imaging analysis using the Liposcan Dynamic Mibomium Imager. I use the analogy of, of, of an x-ray a lot like we would use at the dentist, and that if they have not been to the dentist in a long time, they may identify cavities and gingivitis. And I use the images of their gland structure to educate them about the importance of meibomian glands with respect to the health of their ocular surface. Once I've performed my full eye examination, I'll determine if they have MGD, and I can then describe how to best treat their MGD. With education I, I was able to provide from the gland images, it can be easier to explain what we're recommending for treatment and why. As I'm speaking, I'm pointing out their individual gland structure, and I'm explaining it all to them in a way they understand utilizing client-centric terminology. So as you can see, mybography is critically important to the educational process. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, George. Uh, mybography is a great tool for those patients that come in and are asymptomatic, but have some gland loss, reduced gland function, and a diagnosis of MGD. For those patients, having an image to show them why we are concerned is extremely helpful. Patients with dry eye who experience watery eyes, the paradoxical wet dry eye, having an image to explain the role of the meibomian glands has been a game changer. These patients frequently leave their eye doctor because they don't understand how a dry eye could result in a watery eye. Mybography has become an important tool in helping educate our patients. And because it's such an important tool, I mean, that's the reason why we do mybography on every single one of our dry eye patients. Yes, we definitely appreciate mybography. Dr. Sines, could you tell us about the workflow at your practice? Yeah, so, so here we really believe it's all about education. 
especially in taking something like dry, which is a very complex disease, um, how can we simplify it? So we here we simplify it down to four steps, which can be found on our website, but I also walk the patient through it in the office. The first step is tear film instability, which leads to hyperosmolarity, which leads to inflammation, which brings about symptoms and potentially corneal damage. And then it comes back around this inflammation and starts this vicious cycle all over again. I, I like to use this analogy here in Texas. Uh, if you put a bowl of water outside in Texas, it's going to evaporate. Uh, it needs a cover on top of it to prevent it from evaporating so quickly. So an oil layer can act as a cover, protecting the water underneath from evaporating too quickly. Our whole goal is to make the tear film more stable, and then we can improve all the other downstream effects. If we don't improve the tear quality, we will continue to see hyperosmolarity and inflammation, and you will continue to get all the symptoms. I draw out these boxes on a piece of paper and tell them we can actually image the glands that produce the oils. We have handouts in every room that show a healthy meibomian gland structure, and then we will bring up the patient's mybography image on a large screen in the room and show them where they have atrophy. I involve the patients in the process and actually have them describe what they see. For example, asking them questions like, you know, how much gland atrophy would you grade yourself? Dr. Sines, that's great information. Dr. Parkers, could you tell us a little bit more about your process? We non-invasively test the tear breakup time and use a meibomian gland evaluator to objectively measure how much oil the patient's glands are producing each time they blink. Being able to show patients the structure of their glands with the Liposcan system and function of the glands with the MGE has really been a game changer. Showing a patient these measurements taken before and after Lipiflow system really demonstrates objective gland function improvement. Instead of looking at dry eye like the elusive back pain, now they look at it like glaucoma as a chronic progressive disease that must be and can be treated. Dr. Raviv, could you share with us some of the tools that you use and incorporate in your workflow? There's nothing a patient who coming in for cataract surgery wants less than to delay their surgery to take care of their ocular surface. So it's really important that they understand why and how you're trying to help them. One of the most important tools we have besides our spoken word is to show patients the results and images from their workup. If I can show them the anatomy of their glands and they can see clearly that something is not healthy, they understand the role of treatment. This is why the Liposcan system is invaluable and we routinely evaluate gland structure on our patients. Then we also use the MMP9 test and osmolarity to see if there's inflammation or other abnormalities. It's very simple for patients to understand that we've sampled their enzymes and it's positive for inflammatory markers, for example. Once they understand their condition, we like to recommend a treatment that has been shown to be effective and with the potential for sustained results. Thermal pulsation with Lipiflow really makes a difference here because we can treat their MGD to improve tear film function. I want that tear film to be as healthy as possible so we can have accurate biometry readings before the surgery. I find the analogy of a marble really helpful. A new marble shines beautifully, but if you rough it up against the asphalt, it's no longer going to shine. We know that we need a pristine ocular surface to get good measurements for surgery and support healing and comfort after the surgery. Patients understand that. I tell them that their tears are composed of a water layer and an oil layer, and both of these components need to work properly and together. At this point, they have already kind of know their lids have a problem. And I tell them an effective way of treating the MGD is using an in-office procedure called Lipiflow system, and then go on to describe the procedure. 
These are some great ideas for educating your patients. We all agree that mybography is a game changer because then patients can see their gland structures and really understand the potential value of the lipoflow treatment. Once you've educated your patients and they're on board, how do you effectively manage expectations? Dr. Raviv? You know, that's an important topic. We tell our patients that dry eye is a multifactorial condition and lipoflow thermal pulsation may not be the only treatment they need. If they have mild obstruction and nothing else, great. But if the deterioration of their arterial film is more substantial and they have significant staining, they're going to need other adjunctive therapy, and most of them understand that. Dr. Sines, Dr. Parkhurst, what about you at New Vision? This, this is a hard one. Um, I like to start by asking my patients if they felt better five years ago compared to now, and inevitably they did. Then I'd like to draw out a little graph that shows the decline they've had over the past five years and even showing them what will happen if we let dry eye continue. And I tell them to imagine what their eyes will feel like at 90 years old if we don't treat their dry eye. I remind them that, and this is very important, that dry eye is a chronic progressive disease. And our goal is to improve their ocular surface health and help them to maintain it. I've found that setting correct patient expectations based on their lifestyle and current disease state severity to be crucial in determining patient satisfaction after treatment. If a patient still has a full structure with minimal gland blockage, we can expect them to be more satisfied with their treatment. If I'm working with a patient who has lost most of their gland function and structure, then my job is to explain that they will probably need a variety of treatments, but using Lipiflow system will allow us to improve the function of the glands that they currently have. Here at the Wearing Vision Institute, we play on a lot of other health and wellness analogies. If I personally want to lose 50 pounds, for example, it's not going to happen overnight, and there's no single fix, and suddenly your eyes are healthy. And I inform all my patients that I don't expect them to feel magically better after a single Lipiflow treatment. But I express their glands pre-treatment and post-treatment and record this in their medical records so I can report back to them what percentage of their glands are now functioning. And I return to the dental analogies that they're three days after they had their teeth cleaned, they might not even remember they had it done. But if the hygienist looks at their teeth, they're going to notice the difference. Yes, looking at patients and monitoring their inflammation and tear breakup time and osmolarity pre- and post-operatively and showing these patients these metrics has been helpful. It's also really simple to have them take a speed questionnaire again and show them the improvement in their score. You know, another consideration is that in, in, in all medicine, there are procedures that are not necessarily covered by insurance, including cosmetic work, laser treatments by dermatologists, and laser vision correction, to name a few. Patients seem to be familiar with these concepts. However, that does not change the conversation compared to a procedure that does go through an insurance provider. Well, how do you handle this in your office? Whenever I'm talking to patients about treatment options, I'm very clear with them that the procedure will likely be out of pocket. If it is a referral patient, usually they have tried multiple options and their referring doctor has alerted them to this. Our role is to educate them as to their pathology and then they can decide whether they want to accept our treatment recommendation. I've been taught repeatedly by my mentors and also through experience that my job is to educate patients on their options, recommend the treatment I believe is best for their disease state, and then let them decide. So again, here at the Wearing Vision Institute, we explain that the Lipiflow system has been shown to be an effective treatment for MGD. Just as with dental care or any other aspects of healthcare, 
there are services that are covered and services that are not. I tell them what the cost is and I let them know the value of Lipiflow and why we make this recommendation. Like any other non-covered medical service, there may be some surprises at first, but my role in this is to ensure that they're educated to the value of the procedure and that they know that this is a well-studied, data-driven service. People appreciate that we're making the effort to address their disease state and to improve their ocular surface health. Agreed. This is a procedure we can feel confident about after we diagnose MGD and can make a strong recommendation to our patients. It's been studied in over 33 peer-reviewed papers and has been proven to treat MGD and increase gland function by threefold on average. Lipiflow system is also efficient. In one 12-minute procedure, all lids are addressed simultaneously using automated pressure and heat. Dr. Parker, I totally agree. And it's just wonderful that we have this minimally invasive in-office treatment that can help so many people in a, in a quick and easy fashion. Well, colleagues, that wraps up our final installment in this three-part series on meibomian gland dysfunction. Thank you to our all-star faculty who have shared their expertise with us today. And if you're just tuning in, be sure to go back and listen to the first two episodes all about the dominant role of the meibomian glands in not only dry eye disease and the necessity of unobstructing them, but also this importance of optimizing the ocular surface in our refractive surgical patients. Bye for now. Important safety information for Lipiflow, Lipiscan, Lipiview 2, and MGE. Indications and important safety information for Lipiflow thermopulsation system. Prescription only. Indications. The Lipiflow thermopulsation system is intended for the application of localized heat and pressure therapy in adult patients with chronic cystic conditions of the eyelids, including meibomian gland dysfunction, MGD, also known as evaporative dry eye or lipid deficiency dry eye. Contraindications. Do not use the Lipiflow system in patients with the following conditions. Use of the device in patients with these conditions may cause injury. Safety and effectiveness of the device have not been studied in patients with these conditions. Ocular surgery within prior three months, including intraocular, oculoplastic, corneal, or refractive surgery procedure. Ocular injury within prior three months. Ocular herpes of eye or eyelid within prior three months. Active ocular infection active ocular inflammation or history of chronic recurrent ocular inflammation within prior three months. Eyelid abnormalities that affect lid function. Ocular surface abnormality that may compromise corneal integrity. Precautions. The activator or activator 2 disposable may not fit all eyes, such as eyes with small pulpebral fornices. Use of the Lipiflow system in patients with the following conditions may result in reduced treatment effectiveness because these conditions may cause ocular symptoms unrelated to cystic meibomian glands and require other medical management. Safety and effectiveness of the device have not been studied in patients with these conditions. 
moderate to severe, grade 2 to 4 allergic, vernal, or giant papillary conjunctivitis. Severe, grade 3 or 4 eyelid inflammation. Patients with severe eyelid inflammation should be treated medically prior to device use. Systemic disease conditions that cause dry eye. Taking medications known to cause dryness. Aesthetic eyelid and eyelash procedures. In addition, the treatment procedure may loosen previously inserted punctal plugs, which may worsen the patient's dry eye symptoms. Adverse effects. Potential adverse effects that may occur as a result of the procedure include, but are not limited to, the onset or increase in eyelid, eye pain requiring discontinuation of treatment procedure, eyelid irritation or inflammation, ocular surface irritation or inflammation, ocular symptoms, burning, stinging, tearing, itching, discharge, redness, foreign body sensation, visual disturbance, sensitivity to light. Potential serious adverse events defined as permanent impairment or damage to a body structure or function or necessitates medical or surgical intervention to preclude permanent impairment or damage to a body structure or function that are not anticipated because of the device mitigations to prevent occurrence include thermal injury to the eyelid or eye, including conjunctiva, cornea, or lens, physical pressure-induced injury to the eyelid, and ocular surface corneal infection. Attention! Reference the Lipoflow Thermal Pulsation System instructions for use for a complete listing of indications, warnings, and precautions. Indications and important safety information for Lipiscan Dynamic Mybomian Imager. Prescription only. Indications. Lipiscan Dynamic Mybomian Imager, DMI, is an ophthalmic imaging device intended for use by a physician in adult patients to capture, archive, manipulate, and store digital images of the mybomian glands. Contraindications. No contraindications have been identified for the Lipiscan. Precautions Caution Disinfect the surfaces of the chin rest, forehead rest, and handheld near-infrared IR lidiverter with isopropyl alcohol immediately prior to use and prior to storage to prevent cross-contamination and patient infection. Adverse Effects there are no known or anticipated adverse effects associated with the use of this device. Attention! Reference the Lipiscan Dynamic Mybomian Imager instructions for use for a complete listing of indications, warnings, and precautions. Indications and important safety information for LipiView 2 Ocular Surface Interferometer. Prescription only. Indications. The LipiView 2 ocular surface interferometer is an ophthalmic imaging device that is intended for use by a physician in adult patients to capture, archive, manipulate, and store digital images of specular interferometric observations of the tear film. Using these images, LipiView 2 measures the absolute thickness of the tear film lipid layer. Mybomian glands under near-infrared NIR illumination. The ocular surface and eyelids under white illumination. Contraindications. 
Contraindications are conditions in which the device should not be used because the risk of use clearly outweighs any benefit. No contraindications have been identified for Lipiview 2. Precautions Use of ophthalmic drops such as artificial tear lubricants, ointments, and medications. Advise patients not to instill oil-based ophthalmic drops, for example, soothe, eustasis, sustain balance, for at least 12 hours prior to device use, and not to instill ointments for at least 24 hours prior to device use. Wait at least four hours after the installation of all other ophthalmic drops prior to device use. Soft or rigid contact lens wear. Advise patients to remove contact lenses at least four hours prior to device use. Use of oil-based facial cosmetics around the eye. Eye rubbing. Recent swimming in chlorinated pool. Advise patients not to swim for at least 12 hours prior to device use. Any ocular condition that affects the stability of the tear film. These conditions include disease, dystrophy, trauma, scarring, surgery, or abnormality. Adverse effects. There are no known or anticipated adverse effects associated with use of this device. Attention. Reference the LipiView 2 Ocular Surface Interferometer instructions for use for a complete listing of indications, warnings, and precautions. Indications and important safety information for Meibomian Gland Evaluator, MGE. Prescription only. Indications. The Meibomian Gland Evaluator is a handheld instrument used by a physician to evaluate Meibomian Gland secretions in adult patients during a routine eye examination. The instrument provides a standardized method to apply consistent, gentle pressure to the outer skin of the lower eyelid while visualizing the secretions from the Meibomian Gland orifices through a slit lamp biomicroscope. Contraindications no contraindications are known. Precautions. Do not depress the shaft to the end point of the spring. Do not apply any additional force after the shaft has been depressed approximately six millimeters. Applying additional force negates the benefit of using the instrument to apply standard force. Familiarity with the use of a slit lamp biomicroscope is required to use Meibomian gland evaluator for assessment of the Meibomian gland secretions. Adverse effects. Potential adverse effects that are unlikely but may occur with use of the Meibomian gland evaluator include but are not limited to. Skin abrasion, for example, from a rough surface on the device. Eye abrasion, for example, from improper contact of the instrument with the eye. Infection of the skin or eye, for example, from improper or lack of disinfection after use between patients. Allergic or toxic reaction, for example, from exposure to any residue on device during user handling. Attention, reference the Meibomian gland evaluator packet insert for a complete listing of indications, warnings, and precautions.